is up internet and people everywhere around the world because internet is global it's a wonderful invention who doesn't love it how are we all today hope you're all doing well as usual i'm doing the same as always i'm sat in a shed what more can a man ask for on a cold winter's morning today it is episode 10 of the magical number we finally hit the double digits it's a fantastic day to be a mediocre podcaster honestly i thought i'd give up after three but here we are today we are going to talk about the chonkiest boy he attack he snack but most importantly he very fat it is greatest gold tooth of the ogre kingdoms of warhammer fantasy so sound guy music no sound guy it's just me in a shed well hello again like i said episode 10 greasy skull tooth of the chonkiest the mightiest the biggest boy so caveat probably gonna break this into two because we are running on limited time today unfortunately coming towards the holiday season merry whatever i work in retail very very busy time of year i don't have time to sit here for two and a half hours trying to record an hour's worth of content regrettably but we're going to try and get some more pumped out tomorrow because i took last week off because i was just tired um so we're going to do that but hello welcome episode 10 the chonkiest lad so we're going to start with some real world lore which was the character greasy's gold tooth he came about in warhammer fantasy the tabletop game and I think it was 2005, he was part of, I believe, the 6th edition of the game. Uh, the game guidebook and handbook. So, he's been around for about, what is that, 15 years. Along with the Ogre Kingdoms, he came with the Ogre Kingdoms. I believe, I found it very, very hard to find a specific thing saying, Grisus Goldtooth was written in 2005. So I'm going to say he was written in 2005. Maybe it was 2006. Again, you know, this is all off the cuff. I read a lot of shit and I just try and absorb it all. Now, if we, but it's the greatest ogre ever, so we've got to give him his full title. We have to. It's not just Greasus Goldtooth, guys. It is Trade Lord Greasus Tribe Stealer, Drake Crush Gate Crasher, Horde Master Goldtooth, the shockingly obese. Now, what a world I'd love to live in, where being fat is a sign of success. Ah. <sighs> A man can dream. A man can dream. Imagine if Henry Cavill was like 30 stone and we all still loved him. Let's face it, the man is the goddamn king of the nerds the world over. So, this one, we're going to talk about Greasus. And we'll just see when I get bored. So, where to begin? Of course, the beginning. I probably should have said something in that interim, but that was a nice little pause. So I hope you all sat down and you're comfortable. Maybe you're going for a walk with the dog and you thought, ah, oh, I'll listen to this twat. So, Grisus was born, as any other ogre is, to <clears throat> sorry, a tribe. Now, he was one of the many, many children, very few or none of who are named, of the infamous tyrant of the Goldtooth tribe, Goth. G or Goth. Now, I'm going to do one about the Ogre Kingdoms because I'm just kind of jumping on the trend here. Obviously, Total War Warhammer 3 has just announced the Ogre Kingdoms, so everyone is piling onto it, and 
If you can't beat them, just fucking get on the trend train and then lose focus of whatever the current trend is and do your own thing anyway. That's what I always do. So, Greasus was sired by Goth, the tyrant of the Goldtooth tribe. And a tyrant is kind of like a king of a tribe, or a chieftain, if you will. They're called tyrants. Now, as Greasus hit adulthood, or late adolescence, he thought, you know what, I would be a real good tyrant. So he murdered and ate his own father, because ogres, they're very hungry boys. So he, through that, became tyrant of the tribe. Ogres in the Warhammer Fantasy universe, they respect strength and how fat you are. The fatter you are, the more successful you are, because you have earned enough wealth, prestige and power to eat and eat and never stop eating. So he's done that. And he went, Joe, you know I'm the greatest. I'm the best ogre the world will ever see again. Everyone give me money. Sweet, delicious golden coins with which to buy more food. And all the other the kingdoms just kind of went, mm, no. Uh, sorry, tribes. They also went, mm, no, we're, we're not doing that. Um, get out of my house. How did you get in here for a start? Uh, leave. And, you know, this left him this left him dejected. Bless his little cotton socks. He was a bit sad about this, and he went, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go murder my way into over-tyranting. So an over-tyrant... If a tyrant is a king, an over-tyrant is the high king. I'd cite, say, say the dwarfs from so many different fantasies, but I'm going to use Warhammer as the example, where there are independent... They're all kingdoms that are part of one coalition that have one over-tyrant. King, High King. And they're all self-governing, except for when the High King wants some shit done. So, that's a thing. Now, the Ogre Kingdoms at this time do not have an Overtyrant. I'm going to cover that in another video, guys. Don't worry, I've got, I've, I've got you, bro. We'll cover that later. So, that's Greasus' grand ambition. From the moment he became a Tyrant in his own right, he decided, I'm the best, I'm going to be High Tyrant, Overtyrant. And he set out to do this. And he knew, within the core of himself, I must be a legend. I must prove myself a legend to my people. So they see how fat I am and go, cool, I want to be fat like that guy and get shit done. So, he sets out to conquer the nearby tribes to him, almost single-handedly. He obviously has the Goldtooth tribe, his own home tribe, alongside him. But he's mainly doing it all off the cuff, off his own back. Now, the first tribe, now, these crafty sods, they were like, no, we don't want you here, leave us alone. And this was during a midwinter feast. He scaled high above a uh, valley to attack this tribe. Now, I know what those of you familiar with some of the lore must be thinking, ah, ogres are idiots. I'm sure there was no grand strategy here. He took his men in and he slaughtered them with brute force and rage. What he did was he stood on top of a valley and threw rocks at them. Very big rocks. All the while screaming curses at them. Now these guys have sat at the bottom of their valley in their village like, man, what is this guy doing? Why is he doing this? Oh, what a strange fellow. We should probably deal with that. He's a bit of a mad lad. He's got a lot of meat on him as well. So, <laughs> delicious. Now, I don't think Greece has planned this to happen because it just doesn't seem to fit the character. But while he's throwing boulders at these people and like he's shouting at them and all of these lovely things that he does, 
an avalanche happened that buried the entire encampment, killing everyone in one fell swoop. So you have to kind of admire the fact that he literally killed an entire tribe single-handedly. I, I respect it. The next tribe it was a tougher nut to crack. Well, I should point out he um, did have a magnificently large feast uh, shortly after this. Just because he's a hungry boy, I guess. So he wanted to take some stuff, kill everyone, and then eat. Now, the second descending tribe, it was ruled by a by a tyrant of its own right, a, a mighty warrior named Gut Badmouth. I love ogre names, they are the greatest. Now, Greasus went in there and challenged him to single combat, man to man, fist to fist, winner take all, and the winner eats the loser because ogres. Now, Gut was bigger, stronger, older, and far more experienced in single combat. He knew he had this down pat. He knew, I can win this. I'm just going to end him. It's going to be quick. And then no one will question me ever again. So he gets in the pit, does his stretching. You know, you've got to do your calisthenics. Get some limbering up. If you're going to have a bare knuckle fight to the death, you've got to limber up first, children. Life advice. Grusus did not jump, uh, climb into the pit. He jumped from the top of it, gut first, and broke his opponent's neck. Because again, Grisus is a bastard. But he then ate his opponent. Now, this caused a bit of a schism within this tribe that he's um, trying to conquer. Some of them thought, oh, well, that was rather clever, actually. You know, he, was te he technically killed him in the pit, and he technically fought in the pit, because, you know, there was only one blow thrown, but it was in the pit. So he won. Legally, technically, he won. Whereas some others were like, well, no, because he didn't get in the pit and fight it out like a warrior. He just jumped in and jumped on the dude. It wasn't a fight. So, in response to this, at least four. I think four. No, three. I looked at my notes, because I have those sometimes. Three bruisers, which are sort of the larger warriors. They're the big fat guys who are they're the front line they're the, they're the enforcers for the tyrant if you step out of line they send the bruisers after you you don't want that do your leads no you don't want that so he then kills three of them individually and eats them because eating people and after the tribe went right his his one like he wins we're loyal now because of this this legend spread how he annihilated his opponents, he was a great warrior, and he was ruthless, and all of these things. He spent a long time, it's never explained how long, but I would theorise probably at least a couple years, just from knowledge of modern history and how these things go. Things like, you know, these tribal squabbles with big kingdoms that were all individual clans and tribes. We know they... One, they didn't happen overnight. So I'd say at least a couple of years, he's solidifying power, and he eventually becomes what he wanted. He becomes the over-tyrant of the Ogre Kingdoms. And they have a unified leader again for the first time in quite some time. Now, Ogres are a warlike people. It's what they live for. They're very similar to Orcs. Orcs love a fight. Ogres love a fight. Orcs fight for the love of the fight. Ogres fight for both the love of the fight and hunger. They are always hungry, they always want to be eating, and the best thing to eat is the 
corpses of your enemies, apparently. So, amidst their constant fighting of everyone else, uh, quite a big threat emerged. And it was uh, the threat of... I think his name was Uruk. I'm going to say it was Uruk, or it might be Urk. Is Uruk or Urk? Um, who was a Iron Skull. He was a Black Orc. So Black Orcs were enslaved by Chaos Dwarfs, and they got their freedom, and they're, they're big hard bastards. They're bigger and harder than all the other boys in the uh, Orcish Hordes. I know some of you are giving me my props for using the proper Urk, uh, Orc terminology there. Now, uh, an army of these has come to his mountains, the Mountains of Morn. And they're expanding, they're pushing far out, they're, they're destroying tribes of ogres. Now, Urk was a smart bastard. By, by um, comparison to other orcs. Relative to other orcs, Urk was a smart bastard. And he swelled his army into a war, which is a huge orcish horde that are just like, let's fuck everything up, boys. And they just go on a rampage until they're even bored, fight each other, or get defeated. So, hard to deal with. Now, Urk is roaming around, destroying ogre tribes, and Greasus is like, this is a less than ideal situation. Not a fan kind of want him to not be slaying all my followers. Now, he is again just recently claimed the title of Overtyrant. And some of the more distant ones were still a bit, mm, not sure about you, mate. I mean, yeah, you did eat a bunch of people and you've done a lot of... You've got a lot of names. I mean, the more legendary you are among the Ogres, you get more names, which is why his is so unnecessarily long. So... All of the tribes near him were like, yeah, this is our boy, whereas further away, his power wasn't quite solidified. And he thought, actually, this guy, this orc, he's bowling around slaying tribes left, right, and centre. He knows how to beat us. So I'm going to use my big boy brains. I'm going to gather a huge army. And I'm going to go out and smash his head in. Because who needs strategy when you've got tons of muscle? I mean... The ogres are basically bulletproof. Their, their skin is so tough, they have so much fat, they're basically unstoppable, short of heavy artillery or just outnumbering them 20 to 1. So, he sets out and he's ready for a fight. He's ready to smash some orcish skulls in. He's up for it. Now, he sets out. While he's doing this, however, Urk, the crafty bastard that he is, he knows what he wants to do. He knows how to fight um, ogres and he knows where he needs to fight them. So he goes to a volcano known as the Firemouth. Oh, if you've got a name of volcano, name it Fire something. Um, there's also ogres there. They breathe fire. I don't know a lot about them because I didn't read that far into it because I'm bad at this. Now, he slays them and he's like, right, here's what we're going to do. Goblins, you're going to run at them and die. That can't be helped. You'll be fine. Now, what's going to happen then is while you're holding the ogres... You could hear that gap where I just sort of scrolling down on my notes. So where am I up to again? The next part of his plan, it was a very sort of canne plan, if you know Roman history. Where you let your centre give way and then you fall upon the wings with your best. So in Hannibal's time, it was his, I believe, Libyan spearman. In this, the goblins hold the centre... 
slow the enemy down, get them tired, and then he swoops in the Black Orcs with the Ooge Choppers, which are large two-handed axes for those of you uh, unfamiliar with uh, Orc language. So he's got his battle plan set. This is all on the slopes of Volcano, remember. He's upwind, uphill. So the Ogres have got to march up a mountain, fight an army of goblins who probably aren't going to be very effective, but you know, it is tiring. Even just like getting up there will be tiring. And they'll be fighting away, swinging left and right in this sea of green, at which point the, the trap will close and, you know, huge heavily armoured orcs will run out of two-handed axes and just chop your tired warriors down. Now, this is a genius plan for an orc. I'm... You know, I give props to the Games Workshop writers sometimes. I don't always shit on them. Admittedly, it's sometimes hard to find information because so many things get retconned. It's hard to always find information, but quite a lot of it is very well written. I prefer the sort of pre-end time stuff. I think end times gets a bit too chaotic, but we're not here to talk about that. Now, Greasus. He went there. He saw the war boss up there, and he was like, right, I don't like this. Something's not right. And as his men went to charge, well, only Greasus could have done this. The tribes charged forwards, hungry for the flesh of their enemies, and Greasus said, no, stop it. I'm the boss. Anyone disagrees, patted his belly. Like, anyone disagrees, get in my belly. And he was probably the only ogre who could have ever done that held back an entire army of them just through intimidation. Now, he set up a war council. He called a meeting of the tribe's best. And he said, guys, I have a plan on how to win this battle, but you all need to follow my instructions without question. And they agreed. There was probably some questioning. Someone probably got eaten. More than likely. But... The plan was set and Greasus was ready to implement his battle. Well, battle of the Slopes, as it's sometimes called, or Battle of the Firemouth. It was going to be a close thing and it would probably be one of the greatest deeds Greasus would ever perform in his rule as Overtyrant. Now, come back for part two if you want to know about the battle though, guys. Now, Greasus was also known to carry some war gear later in his life. By the way, I'm just going to tell you the war gear just because it makes sense now. Um, part two is going to be the battle and the later stage and end of his life. Because he does get ogged up by the greatest motherfucker. My favourite character in Warhammer. However, his war gear, according to the official Games Workshop uh, edition books. I don't play the tabletop game. I just read the lore because I like the lore. But I don't play that kind of game because it's expensive. I play D&D. I play uh, tabletop games set in the world of Warhammer, but I just don't play the miniatures and stuff because they're expensive. So, he is known to have the Overtyrant's Crown. Man, I'm just looking at a picture of him and he is grotesque. <laughs> the Overtyrant's Crown. It is an enchanted crown that it was given to him by the men of the Empire for a king's ransom in gold. It is said, so I'd presume hundreds of thousands of gold pieces, maybe even millions. And apparently it increases intelligence to near intellect level. However, that's more of a hearsay. It is said that it does this. And yes, guys, I read the wikia. Which is notoriously reliable, like when it told me Broxes are higher vampires. Which they're not. 
more of that weeks ago. You're out of touch. He also carried a scepter. It's not a normal scepter. It's not a delicate little golden, ah, oh, let me wave it at my followers and we shall make policies. Yeah. It was more of a giant two-handed club. Um, it was enchanted as well. It had spells upon it and magical enchantments that gave him the strength of the titans. At one point, Greasus, it is noted, kills a giant by ripping off its arm and beating it to death with it. Giants are much bigger than ogres, so this is quite an impressive feat. If I'm not sucking up too much to the Chongus. Ooh, we should add that to his names. Greasus the Trade Lord Chongus. So, he's incredibly powerful physically. And his main foe is one, as smart as he is for an ogre, that does not account for a lot of intelligence either way. Ogres are not smart. They are dumb. They are simpletons. But they are big and they are mighty. But more of that later, because I get distracted very easily like I did just then. I had something else to say about him, but I've completely forgotten what it was. If anyone's ever seen a picture of him, by the way, he is gro-fucking-tesque. It is just sat there staring at me. That is going to haunt my dreams forever. Yeah, so that's the episode, guys. I know it was a bit of a uh, bit of a short one, but like I say, part two tomorrow. Because uh, I'll hopefully have a bit more time. Had my sister's kids around today, so ran out of time. But... Hope you all enjoy uh, what is here. Happy to be making content. I really enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. And I'll be back.